Preface of Culinary Herbs, Their Cultivation, Harvesting, Curing, and Uses. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Larry Wilson. Culinary Herbs, Their Cultivation, Harvesting, Curing, and Uses by Maurice Grenville Keynes. Ah, Zephyrus, art here, and Flora too, ye tender bibbers of the rain and dew, young playmates of the rose and daffodil, be careful ere ye enter in to fill your baskets high with fennel green and balm and golden pines, savoury latter mint and columbines, cool parsley, basil sweet, and sunny thyme, yea, every flower and leaf of every clime, all gathered in the dewy morn, high, away, fly fly keats endymion preface a small boy who wanted to make a good impression once took his little sweetheart to an ice cream parlor after he had vainly searched the list of edibles for something within his means he whispered to the waiter say mister what you got that looks tony and tastes nice for nineteen cents this is precisely the predicament in which many thousand people are today like the boy, they have skinny purses, voracious appetites, and mighty yearnings to make the best possible impression within their means. Perhaps, having been invited out, they learn by actual demonstration that the herbs are culinary magicians which convert cheap cuts and scraps into toothsome dainties. They are thus aroused to the fact that by using herbs they can afford to play host and hostess to a larger number of hungry and envious friends than ever before maybe it is mainly due to these yearnings and to the memories of mothers and grandmothers famous dishes that so many inquiries concerning the propagation cultivation curing and uses of culinary herbs are asked of authorities on gardening and cookery and maybe it is because no one has really loved the herbs enough to publish a book on the subject that herbs are easy to grow i can abundantly attest for i have grown them all i can also bear ample witness to the fact that they reduce the cost of high living, if by that phrase is meant pleasing the palate without offending the purse. For instance, a few days ago, a friend paid twenty cents for soup beef and five cents for soup greens. The addition of salt, pepper, and other ingredients brought the initial cost up to twenty-nine cents. This made enough soup for ten or twelve liberal servings. The lean meat removed from the soup was minced and mixed with not more than ten cents' worth of diced potatoes, stale breadcrumbs, milk, seasoning, and herbs before being baked as a supper dish for five people, who by their bland smiles and scotch plates attested that the viands both looked tony and tasted nice. I am glad to acknowledge my thanks to Mr. N. R. Graves of Rochester, New York, and Professor R. L. Watts of the Pennsylvania State Agricultural College for the photographic illustrations, and to Mr. B. F. Williamson, the Orange Judd Company's artist, for the pen and ink drawings which add so much to the value, attractiveness, and interest of these pages. If this book shall instill or awaken in its readers the wholesome, though cuppered love that the culinary herbs deserve, both as permanent residents of the garden and as masters of the kitchen, it will have accomplished the object for which it was written. M. G. Keynes, New York, 1912. 
End of preface.